Welcome back to another episode of Aboutcast. It is your guy, Jordan, and I'm excited to bring you back another one. Uh, quick apologies for a little bit of a delayed upload schedule. I was planning on doing one about Kanye West for president as kind of a slight troll and to give us a little bit of a break from kind of the serious news that we have going on during elections and a whole bunch of other stuff. But the quality wasn't exactly right. And so um, I didn't put it out, which is one thing that I will not compromise for you guys is quality. So um, definitely sorry about that. But today we got a really interesting one. Uh, and we are going to be doing a book review on one author that is probably one of the most legendary figures in Japanese history, maybe even the world if we're talking about warriors. And that man is Miyamoto Musashi. And we'll be doing a book review on one of his most famous books called The Book of Five Rings. So giving a little bit of a preface of what The Book of Five Rings is about, it's essentially a text uh, that is on Kenjutsu, which is essentially like the martial arts of swordsmanship uh, written by Miyamoto Musashi, who happens to not only be a swordsman, but also an artist and a philosopher as well. So the way that I would talk about the book like if I was just to um, like kick it in layman's terms, it would essentially be like imagine like a big get together and you happen to sit down with, you know, five of the oldest, most experienced, rich people in the area. And they were just generous enough to kick you some free game. So this was essentially written by Musashi at the end of his life in a secluded cave in Japan. And he died not too long after he actually finished it. So this is essentially this man's uh, final note on his whole entire life and experiences. So you can imagine how rich that is as far as uh, knowledge, insight, and things of that nature. And then, of course, those of you who have listened to the podcast know that I'm a big fan of this guy. Uh, of course, he dabbles in to, you know, the philosophy part, some of the art, the martial art, and always it's all about strategy and tactics. So you'll see a lot of those things touched on throughout this book. I would say it's a pretty art of war-esque when it comes to the strategy and things of that nature. And without further ado, the way that the book is actually broken down is in five sections, believe it or not, the Book of Five Rings is. And each book is named after a certain element, and then that element jumps into it. So uh, I'll be taking it step by step. So the first book is actually the Book of Earth. And so metaphorically, he discusses martial arts and leadership through alliteration of house building. So he talks about like foremans, managing his men, uh, the tools that they garner and so on. And some of the like the main things and the main notes that I took out of is essentially, I get a sense in this chapter that uh, you know, skill set, which is, you know, one thing that Miyamoto Musashi has in surplus or excess, he also makes it a note to say that it's extremely important to have the right tools. And not only the right tools, but also, you know, get a good sense of your men. And so this is why this kind of like leads into the alliteration of strategy and stuff, because, uh, you know, large strategy or large scale strategy You'd have to be delegating and making strategic moves or ideas or plans for a group. Another note that might be a little bit more easily understood knowing Musashi 
being that this dude literally like his his claim to fame well not only was he like smoking fools with a wooden stick at some points or just like a wooden sword um but he also was known for wielding two swords a long sword and a short sword and in that book he actually highlights that pure defense is not an option so essentially you know there's always times to be defensive and he talks a little bit about that later on when he's talking about actual techniques but it's actually you want to be in an attack and always be taking the lead which he mentions also later on in the book there's also strong talk about being a good leader is directly tied to how you manage your men like i mentioned before and i think that's actually pretty well uh surmised by this quote in the actual book of earth and so that is the foreman should take into account the limitations and abilities of his men and circulate amongst them so essentially saying that you need to have a really really good feel of who you're working with their strengths weaknesses and how they interplay with each other to maximize the capability of your team and achieving whatever goal that is Uh, another couple quotes that i really like from the book of earth is what is big is easy to perceive what is small is difficult to perceive in short it is difficult for large numbers of men to change position, so their movements can be easily predicted. An individual can easily change his mind, so his movements are difficult to predict. So essentially, that is going off of uh, the Swahili proverb of if you want to move fast, go alone. If you want to move or go far, go together. And essentially, the capability of adaptation um, really decreases when you have uh, more and more men. So that kind of gives you a silhouette or light on how you should actually be approaching creating strategy and getting to know your men and going after large-scale goals with um, you know a large-scale team or strategy as well Uh, a few others I'll give you one more quote and then actually a nine list thing that he actually mentioned in the book of earth that I think is quite interesting then we'll move on to the book of water so this quote is more than anything To start with you, you must set your heart on strategy and earnestly stick to that way. So essentially, he's saying um, not only do you have to want something, but you have to um, really let it consume you in the fact of, oh, I want this thing. Well, how are you going to get it? Strategy, strategize. So it starts from this step and then I do this after this amount of time and kind of getting a game plan. And um, I think that this chapter is also about kind of knowing yourself and knowing the people around you, because uh, one thing that is mentioned, um, you know, whether you're talking about the art of war, which I think is quite complimentary to this book or Musashi's book itself, it talks about how, you know, if you need to know yourself to know others, essentially, and you need to know others to know yourself as well. So the actual nine points that I was talking about before is starting this way. So this is kind of like a general way of the warrior for Musashi and like kind of grounding um, axioms that you can start your start yourself on to become a great warrior leader and so on. So the first one is do not think dishonestly. The second one is the way is in training. Become acquaint- Third is become acquainted with every art. Fourth is know the ways of all profession. So I think there's a, a few things that we can lump in together. So I think do not think dishonestly has ties to the actual quote that we talked about as, as far as putting your heart earnestly towards strategy. And I think in that sense, 
Um, you have to be real with yourself, strategize appropriately, and not do not deviate from that path. Secondly, the way is in the training. There's a lot of mention of the way, and essentially the way is is kind of the that's all right. So the way is is essentially the flow, the ebb and flow of almost life force, earth, and the artistry of practicing certain things. So this might be actually, you know, being present. I know that the the way seems like quite kung fu-ish or martial artsy. So if you are kind of in that world already, it might make a little more sense. If not, I'll try to do it better. But essentially, the way is uh, a fundamental belief on life that one takes in every action or everything that they do in life itself. So that is essentially saying is that in, in really, really layman's terms, the way that you you know live or create or actually um, exist in the real world is how you practice. So essentially, you want to uh, envelop everything that you want to exhibit when the lights are on in the things that you do every single day. So it's excellency on a very, very micro level, I think is another way to put it in a, in a quite uh, layman or watered down version. But anyway, so then I think three and four can be really put together. And essentially, they're saying be worldly. Um, the way I like to think of it is if you can be you know, if you can have your hands in everything, uh, one of the, you know, one person mentioned it to me and it's almost like, you know, your interests should be, uh, you know, a mile broad, but an inch deep. You should be able to touch on many things because within that you can find many connections with things and interdisciplinary actual skill sets or knowledge is actually quite, it's quite useful in the real world for a lot of different things if you can see how those interplay with each other. Going on, number five is distinguish between gain and loss in worldly matters. Number six is develop intuitive judgment and understanding for everything. This is also kind of tied to three and four, right? Seven is perceive things which cannot be seen. Eight is pay attention even to trifles. Nine is do nothing which is of no use, which I find, it, you know, the ninth one is quite interesting. Um, and I, you know, you got to think, do nothing which is of no use. Yeah, that seems quite simple. But when you actually step into it, um, you first have to have a really good understanding of what is of use and what is of not. And so that has to bring tie you back to the strategy, your heart overall what you are trying to gain in a certain situation or in life in general and you want to take the most worldly and most rounded way of going about that i think that's one thing that you can really take from this book is you have to be round like worldly and very very well rounded to achieve the things you want to achieve specialism is great but it doesn't do the job in the very, very long to the ways I believe Musashi would think. And I, I tend to agree with him on certain aspects. And that is the Book of Earth. And so further on, like I was mentioning, the Book of Water is essentially Musashi's style. So his style is in Japanese is called Niten Ichiryu. And so that essentially translates to two heavens, one style. And so the two heavens is actually talking about the way that he wields his swords, two heavens, two swords, short sword, long sword. Uh, essentially, he steps into actually how to grip the sword and some of the technical things of that. And I think the th there's a few things that I took from that. And one is there's almost like a firm but flexible or grounded but flexible 
um, approach to how he actually gripped swords. And I found that quite interesting um, because Musashi was all about being able to adapt and taking that away from his enemies, which we'll see later on. Um, for all of you guys that are like big anime fans, um, so in Hunter Hunter, I think that this is like one of the biggest connections. I just watched that and finished it all and I loved it. But the thing that Musashi talks about quite a bit in the Book of Water is kind of polishing out your tendencies and becoming, um, you know, un almost like you don't have preferences for things. So he says, do not favor a certain foot to step off of and things of that nature when attacking. And so the reason why is, um, you know, I'm not going to spoil it if you're in the middle of Hunter Hunter, but um, there's a big battle and essentially uh, it comes down to kind of like a board game called shogi and essentially what it is is the whole thing is you understand the rules and then you start understanding your opponent's preferences and then you can exploit them from there and so musashi is just saying you know from the rip make sure that you polish out all of your tendencies and stuff so that could be as easy as practicing with both hands whether it be something physical or um you know doing things both sided and i find that like quite quite it makes quite uh quite a lot of sense but i also see that people don't always do that so for instance in my life uh, i say that a lot in jujitsu which is a martial art and um you know that you use both sides of your body in different ways um but they can be both on like right side or left side you can do the same actions but you find that people will favor their right side or left side and um are quite inefficient or you know quite lacking in skill set on both sides let's say or their left side if they favor the right side and um, you can get quite far doing that but you can't get farther than you would if you paid attention to both sides and polished out those types of um, tendencies that you have a few other highlights uh, from the actual book of water is both fighting and everyday life should be determined through calm. Even when your spirit is calm, do not relax your body. So essentially that's saying that um, there's a lot of interplay between uh, fighting and everyday as far as how you should conduct yourself. Um, I think this goes back to kind of how tr the way is in training. Um, also, the way that you should approach things is calm so you can think about whatever action. If you're m emotionally uh, you know, riled up or, uh, you know, there's something off with your actual focus or skill set, you're not going to be able to do things as efficiently as you could have before. Uh, and then one last quote, and then we're moving on to the Book of Fire, is it's important to, to strategy to know the enemy's sword, but not to be distracted by insignificant movements. So this is essentially saying, you know, you got to know your opponent, but don't be kind of um, don't be lost in the trickery in some cases, which is an actual you know strategy that an opponent could use and that Musashi talks about in the Book of Fire. So essentially the Book of Fire is all about the battle. Um, he discusses matters such as different types of timing and certain tactics and things of that nature. And it's really interesting to step through some of the things and you could actually use them in approaches to different aspects of life if you kind of take the general and overall meaning of it. Um, some of that is the art of surprise. Some of that is being grounded. Some of that is working on timing to understand your enemy um, and take advantage of that. Some of that is about leading. But some of the probably better quotes that I, I find in there is, you know, one of the most interesting things is always 
keep your back to the sun and make sure your enemy is facing the sun. Um, so it's basically saying, see, see clearly while your enemy cannot. Um, another couple highlights from that part of the book of fire is you can win quickly by taking the lead. It's one of the most important things in strategy. There are several things involved in taking the lead. You must take the best of the situation, see through the enemy's spirit so that you can grasp grasp his strategy and defeat him. So essentially that is saying, um, look at the keys of what the enemy can do. And that's actually taking it back to some of the book of water saying it's important in strategy to know the enemy's sword. So tactics, strategy, strengths, weaknesses, and what he's trying to do in that very moment. And also it's really important to take the lead. Once again, Musashi is kind of an offensive player when it comes to things. So you have to assume that he is always trying to take the lead or basically the way I think of it, and I was explaining this to a friend about basketball, um, essentially, I think the game of basketball can be won by the domination of pace and momentum of the game. And the way that that happens is um, you almost influence your will on the other team. And the way the way that that actually represents is when you can influence your will on the other. Essentially, the the game, the pace of the game moves at your speed. Things happen that you allow to happen, whether it be oh you want a possession at the on the last you know in the last twenty seconds of a quarter or half or things of those natures. Little things start to happen, and I think those are extraordinarily important to winning a game. And I think that's what Musashi is saying as well. A few other highlights is take away your enemy's ability to adapt, which is one of the things that Musashi says is the most important is being able to be grounded and flexible and being able to adapt to certain situations. So the Book of Wind, I find this chapter funny because I liken it to like the wind to hot air because Musashi essentially talks about his opinions of uh, other schools and their failings and other like, you know, contemporary ways of sword fighting and how they're lame compared to Musashi's style. I kind of wanted to skip over this one. It's it's more about other people's stuff and not Musashi's business itself. So I figured, you know, if you're really interested, you can read about it. I think that there's some interesting things on the reason he breaks down schools, uh, you know, philosophies, ideas of thought, and then says why that they're not that great of an idea. Um, you know, worth a read if you're quite interested in this stuff. And if not, um, I think that that's not too bad to skip over because there's some really interesting stuff on the other sides. And then the last book, The Book of the Void, this is the most esoteric part of the book. Uh, it kind of bridges all things together. It's more of a ph philosophical take and more about mindset. Uh, essentially, I think this book, it's, it's quite short, but, uh, and it's quite hard to understand. So it took me, it took me some, you know, searching, thinking, and uh, a lot of rereading to kind of pull together uh, an understanding of, it's a reminder to us to know everything that we can. So know everything you can, um, not only of your own disciplines, but others' disciplines. So once again, this is about being well-rounded. And the Book of the Void is essentially saying, um, you know, to know everything is to know things that do not exist. Um, and I think that that's kind of a perfect way to tie it in as far as being worldly and being able to adapt to any situation that you want and be able to strategize about anything. And this is a guy whose first sword battle started at 13. And, you know, he died at around 60. 
about 300 and, uh, 350 or so years ago, which is kind of uh, funny to think about in the 1600s. And I just find it fascinating that this gentleman existed on this earth, um, you know, had the kindness of writing all these things down, kicked us the free game. I appreciate it. And I do believe that there's a lot of things that you can take away from normal life that you can learn from in Musashi's ways in the writing, the Book of Five Rings or Musashi, which is kind of a... Um, a dramatized autobiography of his life um, from when he was a young man who was kind of a scoundrel to being uh, the legend that he is today and before. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'll be doing a couple more book reviews. And I think that now we're in a good spot. We've done two reviews on Musashi and then also a book on The Five Rings on this Aboutcast podcast. So I'm thinking that Musashi might be the next guy that we pick up. Um, being that he's so rich and stuff, uh, it should be a really, really interesting podcast to break down his styles as a leader and um, score him on the on the leaderboards uh, with our previously scored people with Fred Hampton and Jim Jones. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Please reach out to us at aboutcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, interact with us on Anchor. Apple Muse or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those good things. We really appreciate all the love and the connections that we've been sending. Hope you guys are doing great during this time. You know, of course, the physically, mentally, financially, and emotionally. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.